Before we get to this episode, just to say thanks to everyone who's bought my new book, Champion Thinking, How to Find Success Without Losing Yourself. Published by Bloomsbury, the response has been terrific. It's an Amazon bestseller. It's been top 20 in the airport charts consistently, and the reviews have been terrific right across the board. And if you like this episode that you're about to hear on Flow, you'll be sure to enjoy Champion Thinking. Head to my website, simonmundy.com or Amazon, Waterstone, Smiths, places like that to get your copy. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hello, Simon Mundy here and welcome to this bite-sized episode where I take one specific lesson from one of my previous conversations and have a closer look. This week... I am exploring what is known as self-inquiry. This bite-sized episode follows on from this week's full-length conversation with the American philosopher Sam Harris, and the episode was titled The Self-Delusion. Now, in it, Sam argues that the belief that we are a quote-unquote self at the centre of our experience. So a thinker choosing our thoughts separate from the thoughts themselves is an illusion. And not only is it an illusion, he suggests it causes the vast majority of our psychological suffering that we experience in life. So a good way to explore who or what our self really is, is to go through a process called self-inquiry. And it is a process that has been around for a very long time. So to help us do that is the British philosopher and non-dual teacher, Rupert Spira. We all feel that we have been the same person throughout our lives. You, you feel that I am Simon now. You feel that I was Simon five minutes ago. I was five, Simon five days ago. I was five, Simon five years ago. I was Simon when I was a five-year-old boy. There is. You, you feel that there has been a that, that there has been a continuity of your identity that has run through your life, and that that continuity is it's the continuity of who you really are. It is yourself that has continued. So, what has continued in your life? What, what, what is it in your experience that accounts for this conviction that you have? My identity is continuous. 
Right. Is, is it your thoughts? No, I mean, thoughts are obviously not continuous. You can think one thing one day, you can think the opposite the next day. So your thoughts obviously don't constitute your essential identity. They are something that appear to you. That they are superfluous. It's like a it's like a shirt that you put on. It's not a sen- Your thoughts are not essential to you. There are times when you're not thinking at all. But even when you're not thinking, you, whatever you essentially are, remains in the absence of thought. Yeah. Same is true of your sensations. You have your 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 hand on your face at the moment. That's a sensation. Yes. Uh, take your hand away. Yes. That sensation goes. Yeah, the sensations vanished. Did you vanish? No. You, whatever you essentially are, has has remained. That is true of every sensation you have ever had. So the sensations through which we experience the body cannot be part of our essential identity. They are added to us and removed from us, like like a like a like a sweater. The same is true of your relationships. The same is true of your activities. The same is true of your feelings. The same is true of your perceptions of the world. All of these, none of them are are permanent. They all come and go. They are intermittent. So your conviction that you have a... that you are always the same self cannot be derived from any of the changing elements of experience. So what does it come from? What is it that accounts for your absolute certainty? I am always present. I'm always myself. I'm get, you want me to answer this, right? Yeah. Y- yes, yes. That which the, the, is aware of it. Exactly. There is one element of your experience that doesn't come and go, namely your your being, or we could say the fact of being aware. So everything that we are aware of is temporary. It comes and goes, thoughts, images, feelings, activities, relationships, sensations, all of these are are temporary. They are what we are aware of. But there's one element of experience, the fact of being aware, consciousness, that remains consistently present throughout all changing experience. So I would suggest that uh, awareness or consciousness, or I use the words synonymously, uh, is, the, is our essential identity. Rupert Spira there, who I thoroughly enjoyed talking to in the longer episode, which you can find in the back catalogue. And shortly after that clip, Rupert said, don't just simply believe what he's saying. Go to your experience and check it out for yourself right now. So just to recap, a simple way of thinking about it is, have you ever experienced anything that is not one of the following? A thought. As part of thoughts, you could include images, memories, all those kind of things. A feeling, so anger, sadness, excitement, any kind of emotion. A sensation, so right now I'm sat on a chair so I can feel my bottom on the seat. 
I got my hand on my thigh. I can feel my hand on the, my thigh. I, my body, I experience as a sensation. It's, it's a sensation feeling, essentially. And then, of course, perceptions. So what we can see, what we can hear, what we can taste, what we can smell, and what we can feel. The answer is you have never experienced anything that is not one of those things. And you could never experience anything that is not one of those things. We also obviously experience relationships and we play roles. But just like thoughts, feelings, sensations, perceptions, these come and go. As Rupert says, they're intermittent. But the part of us that is aware of all of these things, so awareness itself, does not come and go. Now, even when we are unconscious, so to speak, when we're asleep and we dream, we are aware of our dreams, even though when we wake up, oftentimes we may not remember it or we quickly forget our dreams. Now, during the conversation, Rupert used the analogy of a room. So I'm sat in my office currently and he suggested thinking of awareness a bit like the space of a room. So in my room, I have a bookshelf to my left. I've got a desk. I've got uh, a couple of chairs, various other bits and bobs. I've got a cupboard, etc. So Rupert suggested if we take everything out of the space of the room that is superfluous to it, what is left? So if we take out the bookshelf, if we take out the desk, if we take out the chair, if we take out the cupboard, if we even take out the walls, the window, the ceiling, what is left? just the space itself. So what is the nature of that space? Well, the space is, it's open. It has no, it has no boundaries, no borders. It has no observable objective qualities. And by objective qualities, you could say, for example, the sight of this desk is different to the taste of the coffee that I had out of that mug that is different to the experience of a thought, which also has a, an objective quality, so you can tell what it is. But the space of this room has no objective qualities, and nor does the awareness that knows the taste of coffee or what a thought is like or the sight of anything in this room. Now, another aspect of the nature of space, of the space of this room, is that it's inherently accepting and imperturbable. So, I could fill the space of this room with anything and there is nothing that could disturb or stain the space. Just you would remove it and the space would, would there still be unblemished. And the same, you could argue, is true of our awareness. Awareness is never stained by experience. A thought comes, a feel, let's say a feeling comes with it and it's an overwhelming a feeling of anxiety, a feeling of fear. The awareness that knows the feeling of fear or the feeling of anxiety, the awareness itself is never affected or stained by the experience of that feeling. That feeling will be there and it might be uncomfortable, but then it will go and the awareness that is aware of it is never stained by it. Another aspect of space or awareness is it doesn't judge things as good or bad. It doesn't come and go. It accepts everything as well as it lets go of everything without the slightest effort. And it is inherently peaceful. So we have experiences, we have thoughts, we have feelings, we have relationships, we have roles to play, etc., etc. But 
at our essential level, the only part of us that doesn't come and go is awareness itself. So the self we normally believe ourselves to be then isn't the small self, the self-image that we have in our minds, the character in our heads that is known as the ego. It is, in fact, the irreducible awareness in which all of our experience arises. And the more that we're able to recognize that awareness and recognize ourselves as that awareness, the more peace we're liable to experience because acceptance isn't something we do. It is part of the nature of awareness. Anyway, I recognize this is the sort of episode that may get a little pushback and I do welcome that. More than happy to chat this through as I've done on many occasions. So do get in touch with any questions, thoughts, challenges, whatever at Simon Mundy on social media or get in touch via my website, simonmundy.com. The implications of this go pretty deep, but I do think that's a good place to leave it for now. So thank you for listening. Have a lovely weekend or week, of course, depending on when you're actually listening to this. And for now, thank you and goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.